Hallo en welkom to the podcast about binnenlandse hooilanden in Wageningen. My name is Hanna and I will take you on a journey through this area. I study international land and water management at the University of Wageningen. And in this podcast, I will tell you some things about this area. So, enjoy the podcast and the peak tour. In your last question, it was asked what this area was called. Well, I said it in the intro, it is called the Binnenveld. It is a large area and consists of two areas. The Bennekomse Mainz, which is a blue grass area. And the hell and blauwe hell, a vibrating peatland. Um, Binnenland, Binnenveld is also a Natura 2000 area. Uh, it consists of a blue grassland reserve in the southern part of the Gelderse Vallei. The main is fed by basal saltwater from the Veluwe that ensures that buffered sparse soils are present in this area. The terrain has a peaty soil in which local and sand accumulations occur. Blue grassland is found precisely on these sand accumulations, where basal water can show a strong accent via the capillary action. Stop the podcast and start it again when the tour says so. Welcome back to the podcast. You are now standing on the bridge over the grift. The grift is the boundary between Gelderland and Utrecht. The grift is the start of a nature area in the Binnenveld. Uh, this plan was already in some time in the making. Waterschap, Vallei en Veluwe is part of this project. Together with cooperation Binnenveldse Hooilanden, the communities of Gelderland en Utrecht and other organizations, they try and make the Binnenveldse Hooilanden a better place for farmers and inhabitants. At first, this project was not made for climate change, but it can help with problems in the future. Here, you can hear already the different stakeholders who are invested in Binnenveld. About the farmers, you will hear something about in the next stop. Another stakeholder is the water board of Waterschap, Vallei en Veluwe. This water board is responsible for keeping our feet dry and their interest is mainly about the water flows and where the water is. This particular water board is for the area between Utrechtse Heuvelrucht, the IJssel, the Lower Rhine and the Randmeer. They keep everybody in account, not only the agricultural sector. Another part of their job is the purification of the water. Their interests are not so much environmental, but it is becoming a more hot topic every day. I was able to interview this stakeholder and the farmers. Other stakeholders who are involved in the Binnenland, Binnenveld are Cooperation Binnenveldse Hooivelden and organizations like Vallei Boerbewust. These organizations are umbrella organizations for farmers. However, I could not get a hold on these stakeholders. That's why you will not hear about them further in the tour. A nice tip about this area is the Klompenpad. This is a walking route, which you can do if you have the time. It's a very nice route and I hope you will enjoy it if you have time. Stop the podcast and start it again when the tour says so.
Hello again. On the road from the, pa- from the last point to here, you drove past some farms from the Binneveld. I interviewed some of these farmers about the issues provided by climate change. These interviews were in Dutch, so I shall not let you hear a part of it. But before talking to the farmers, I made some expectations, what I thought I was going to expect. Um, there are a lot of grasslands in Binneveld. This means that the farmers have mainly cattle. Therefore, they shall have different problems with climate change than farmers who have crops. Their interest shall be keeping uh, about keeping their animals alive and a well-living space for them. In the interviews was shown that farmers in the spoken area were not affected by droughts or heavy rainstorms. This was mainly because in Binneveld there are generally grasslands. The farmers have cattle and do not grow crops. One farmer I spoke with said that the drought were not affecting him. He had calves and they were always inside. So that doesn't only mean the droughts didn't affect him, but also the heavy rainstorms, because the calves had a roof over their head. Another farmer I interviewed had calves and sheep. She told me that the droughts and heavy rainfalls did not bother her yet either. The calves, as said before, are always inside. The sheep, however, could go outside. This arose the question, are they affected by droughts or heavy rainstorms? No, our sheep can go inside when they want. When it is really warm, you can see them all lying against the walls to find coolness, she said. When I asked if they had enough food, when the grass is all dry from the droughts, she answered, we do not have any problems with animal feed. If the sheep do not have enough food, we just give them more inside. About the temperature change, changes, she, don't, she did not really have an answer as well. Maybe in the future we have problems, but I can not say we have now. I don't know, do not know what the future holds. As you can hear, the farmers do not see the problem of climate change yet. But I surely hope that they can see them on time before it's too late for them. Stop the podcast and start it again when the tour says so. Welcome in the nature area of Binneveld. Hope you have a nice weather and are enjoying the view. Sit down and listen to this last part of the podcast. In this part of the podcast, I will tell you something about the interview I had with the Water Board of Waterschap Vallei en Veluwe. I interviewed Dimitri van Dam. He is a member of this water board. A big part of the Binneveld is a part of a nature area. This area is mainly around the grift. The nature area was first not planned to help against climate change. However, the outcome was different. Dimitri told me this area can be a method to mitigate the effects of droughts. Binneveld is a very wet area and around the grift they are, there are wires. With this virus, they can channel the water levels easily. This is needed for an area a little bit further Binneveld, which is affected by droughts. Because of the wires, they can channel the water uh, to this area. Uh, and Binneveld, as it were, is an area to hold water. So they can hold the water here, and if there is a drought further, they can just 
put the wire um, up and then the water will flow through there. However, Binneveld also can suffer from drought. Because Binneveld is a quell-fed area from the Veluwe. And when it is very dry, for a long period of time, this water will not reach the area of Binneveld. It will just stay a little bit upstream. This water is nutrient-rich and is very good for the nature area of Binneveld. So it is needed. A problem which could occur in the future is related to the changing temperatures. We can see and especially feel that the temperatures are changing. Snow in April and 30 degrees in February is not what it used to be. When I asked Dimitri the question if they had seen issues related to this temperature problem, he told me, no, not yet. Surface water is related to the outside temperature, but we don't see a big, very big change yet. However, this topic becomes hotter. A lot of students ask me the same questions. So we started to think more about it. The temperature changes could affect the biodiversity in the waters if we do nothing about it, and that would be a shame. So basically what Dimitri tells us here is that the problem becomes bigger because now they don't see it yet, but they know that the temperatures are rising, so also from the, the waters. So they do want to do something about it in the future. However, I believe they need to look at the future problems already. Because when you want to fix a problem in the future, it would be harder harder than preventing the problem from happening. So that's my tip to them. This is the last part of the podcast. However, the tour is not finished yet. At the next stop, you can put your bikes there and walk apart in the nature area. There are some signs which give you more information about the area and about uh, a monument that stands there. It's a very nice place to see and walk around in. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for listening and enjoy the last part of the tour.